Hi everyone. My name is John, and welcome to episode 17 of the Tech Leader Pro podcast. Today, I'm going to discuss hero-driven development, which is an anti-pattern that is endemic in the software development industry. So let's get started. Firstly, let's introduce hero-driven development. Hero-driven development refers to a team having an over-reliance on star performers to get the job done, rather than having a stable, reproducible process in place that anyone can implement. While it can be exciting to work in such a mode, it does not scale and will eventually lead to the burnout of the heroes in question, and this lower skills ramp up for the remaining team members who rarely get exposed to harder topics. In addition, heroes inevitably become knowledge bottlenecks in the team, which becomes a major problem when the heroes quit, or even just go on vacation. It is for this reason, and many more, that I often refer to hero-driven development as an anti-pattern. Quote, An anti-pattern in software engineering, project management, and business processes is a common response to a recurring problem that is usually ineffective and risks being highly counterproductive. End quote. Time and again, I find myself exposed to hero-driven cultures in the technology industry. Let's look at some of the common signs next. The following represents some red flags for hero-driven behaviors in a team, but there are many others. These include working very long hours, stress, applying changes to production that have not been fully tested, adding more capacity to production right in the middle of a service-impacting traffic spike, burnout, including team members quitting, taking time off for health reasons, becoming demoralized, etc. Management celebrating, quote, getting the project across the line, end quote, despite apparently insurmountable odds, aka hero worship. And finally, a lack of clarity on objectives. A hero does well in these environments because they are able to react quicker than those around them, and they don't mind not having a life outside the project, at least not while they are young and single. Eventually it catches up with them, however, and resentment can kick in, which is frankly justified. I once worked with a brilliant principal engineer who was so sick of firefighting that he used the children's character Fireman Sam as his official company avatar, but sadly few got the joke. Technology projects should be stable and predictable, however, allowing for sensible work practices that do not burn people out, while also allowing for planning schedules that actually reflect reality. Working in a hero-driven environment can be fun for a while as the adrenaline kicks in, but a prolonged adrenaline rush will quickly result in frayed nerves. Now let's talk about some of the problems with heroes. Staking your future on heroes is a high-risk, high-reward endeavor. While the rewards are quite obvious, the risks are less so and require some explanation. Let's look at some of the common risk factors. Firstly, heroes are expensive. They are highly skilled subject matter experts and as the best and brightest in your teams, they command the highest packages if you are serious about retaining them. Secondly, heroes can burn out and quit because being a full-time hero is exhausting. As a manager, we need to keep a close eye on this to ensure that the workloads remain reasonable and you may have to ring-fence your heroes to protect them from undue external pressure. Heroes are also in demand. Therefore, they are highly likely to get headhunted away. Heroes have egos. While not universally true, some heroes have big egos and must be managed accordingly. If you take a young engineer, place them on a pedestal by constantly telling them how brilliant they are, you may end up creating a monster, so you must be careful. Heroes don't know how to say no. 
In general, I found this to be true during my career. The best engineers don't know how to reject work and will happily drop their current task to take on unplanned work when somebody asks them for help. It's one of the aspects that makes them a hero in the first place. They love helping people with their problems. As a manager, in this instance, you may have to protect the hero in question from themselves by saying no on their behalf. Heroes are bad at giving estimates. Again, this is a generalization based upon my own experience. But as heroes tend to be proactive optimists with a great can-do attitude, they tend to underestimate the amount of effort required to carry out complicated tasks. Heroes see solutions, not problems, which means they can have a blind spot where unforeseen problems can blow out their estimates. Heroes don't scale. While it might be tempting to think you can have a team packed full of heroes, just like the Avengers, it is not possible to do this as heroes exist in small numbers globally, and having more than one in a single team can be problematic due to ego conflicts. In general, when building a brand new team, I like to hire the hero firstly to lead the team, then empower them to hire their mid-level and junior teammates. Put the heroes on the most challenging tasks and the remaining work can be carried out by the bulk of your team members. Now let's talk about the problems with you being a hero. If you are a hero, you probably already know by now that being a hero in a dysfunctional organization sucks. You spend your day constantly firefighting with new problems being presented to you left and right while your regular project work suffers. I once said to a team of talented French engineers I managed, if you are the only ones who know how to bake baguettes, that sucks for you because everyone will come to your desk for bread. It's better to teach others how to bake baguettes. That's the secret to getting heroes to scale. They need to nurture other heroes in the team, but sadly most of them don't, as they are too busy just fixing stuff directly. Remember, if you are a known hero in your organization, everyone is going to keep coming to you with their problems to solve, until you either burn out through exhaustion, or you train them to fix it themselves. For managers, remember once again to ring-fence your heroes, for example ensuring that all ad hoc requests for their time are made through you to give you the ability to take priority calls on their behalf. To use an analogy, your top engineer should not be busy fixing somebody's printer. I once knew a senior business analyst who told me early in my career that, quote, many organizations strive to shoot from the hip more effectively, end quote. These organizations are perpetually stuck in tactical, reactive mode and rarely have time for strategic planning as they are just too busy getting things done. Sadly, those things getting done are often the wrong things due to a lack of careful planning in the first place. It becomes a vicious cycle. Hero-driven development is an anti-pattern. Remember, if you need a hero, something has already gone wrong. So let's recap what we covered today. Firstly, hero-driven development refers to a team having an over-reliance on star performers to get the job done, rather than having a stable, reproducible process in place that anybody can implement. While hero-driven development might be fun in the beginning, when the adrenaline is flowing, it will burn out the heroes in question over time and is therefore not sustainable. Put simply, hero-driven development is an anti-pattern and should be avoided. There are many warning signs for this anti-pattern, and as a leader, you need to watch out for these. Heroes work well in chaotic environments, for example at a startup, but as a leader you need to ensure that such chaotic environments stabilise over time. Heroes are great firefighters, but it is much better to prevent fires in the first place. To prevent such fires from occurring in the first place, technology projects should be stable and predictable. 
Predictable, realistic delivery goals is the safe objective. There are many problems with heroes that you need to be mindful of. For example, they are expensive. They burn out and quit. They can be headhunted out of your team. They can have big egos and cause friction in your team. They struggle to say no to new requests. Their estimates are often too optimistic. Fundamentally, the biggest issue with the hero-driven anti-pattern is that it does not scale. You cannot build a whole organization exclusively full of heroes. And finally, being a hero long-term sucks because everyone will come to you with every fire that they want you to put out. If you are a hero, learn to knowledge transfer and delegate as much as you can. Lastly, I would like to briefly mention our sponsor 5.today, which is the ideal product to help busy tech leaders to manage their days. 5.today is a highly secure personal productivity application designed to help you manage your priorities more effectively by focusing on your five most important tasks that you need to achieve each day. Our goal is to help you to keep track of all of your tasks, notes and journals in one beautifully simple place, which is highly secure via end-to-end encryption. Visit the URL 5.today to sign up for free. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to covering the next topic in the series with you soon. In the interim, if you want to follow me online, you can find my blog at techleader.pro or follow me on Twitter at techleaderpro. Thanks for your time, take care and have a great week.